8. Ione from Breast to Tours. Illustration, Otto Horn warns Americans of coming gas attack. Soldiers don masks and sound the alarm. Insert, left corner, machine gunners. No elaborate defense of the Negro will be attempted in the matter of the desertion record. It is not necessary. The words of Provost Marshal General Crowder, the man who knew all about the selective draft and who engineered it through its wonderfully successful course, completely absolve the Negro in this connection. The following quotation in reference to the above figures is taken verbatim from the report of General Crowder to the Secretary of War, dated December 20, 1918. These figures of reported desertions, however, lose their significance when the facts behind them are studied. There is in the files of this office, a series of letters from governors and draft executives of southern states, called forth by inquiry for an explanation of the large percentage of Negroes among the reported deserters and delinquents. With striking unanimity the draft authorities replied that this was due to two causes, first, ignorance and illiteracy, especially in the rural regions, to which may be added a certain shiftlessness in ignoring civic obligations, and secondly, the tendency of the Negroes to shift from place to place. The natural inclination to roam from one employment to another has been accentuated by unusual demands for labor incident to the war resulting in a considerable flow of colored men to the north and to various munition centers. This shifting reached its height in the summer of 1917, shortly after the first registration, and resulted in the failure of many men to keep in touch with their local boards, so that questionnaires and notices to a report did not reach them. With equal unanimity the draft executives report that the amount of willful delinquency or desertion has been almost nil. Several described the strenuous efforts of the Negroes to comply with the regulations, when the requirements were explained to them. Many registrants traveling long distances to a report in person to the adjutant general of the state. The conviction resulting from these reports says General Crowder, is that the colored men as a whole responded readily and gladly to their military obligations once their duties were understood. So far as the records show, there were neither slackers nor pacifists among the Negroes. Han. Emma J. Scott, special assistant to the Secretary of War, said that the War Department had heard of only two colored, conscientious objectors. When those two were cross-examined it was revealed that they had misinterpreted their motives and that their objections proceeded from a source very remote from their consciences. Pacifists and conscientious objectors came principally from the class who held religious scruples against war or the taking up of arms. The law permitted these to enter a special so-called non-combatant classification. It is a well-known fact that Negro religionists are members of the church militant, so they could not be included in the self-declared conscientious pacifistic sects. Neither was the Negro represented in that class known as draft resistors or draft evaders. A very good reason exists in the fact that opposition to the draft came from a class which did not admit the Negro to membership. Practically all draft resistance was traceable to the activities of radicals whose fantastic dreams enchanted and seduced the ignorant and artless folk who came under their influence. The resistors were all poor whites led by professional agitators. Negroes had no such organizations nor leaders. The part played by the Negro in the great world drama upon which the curtain has fallen, was not approached in sublime devotion by that displayed by any other class of America's heterogeneous mixture of tribe and race, highlying from all the ends of the earth, that composes its great and wonderful population blind in a sense, and reasoning as a child in the sacredness and consecration of his fealty, clamoring with the fervor of an ancient crusader, his eye on heaven, his steps turned towards the holy sepulcher, for a chance to go, 
a time and place to die. His was a distinct and marked patriotism, quite alone in splendid isolation, but shining like the sun, and streaked with doubt, and mixed with cavil or question, which, finally given rain on many a spot of strife in sunny France, the stars and stripes above him, a prayer in his heart, a song upon his lips, spelt death, but death glorious, where he fell holy ground, the fittest place where man can die is where he dies for man, a product of slavery, ushered into a sphere of civil and political activity, clouded and challenged by the sullen resentment of his former masters, his soul still embittered by defeat, slowly working his way through many hindrances toward the achievement of success that would enable both him and the world to justify the new life of freedom that had come to him, faced, at every hand by the prejudice born of tradition, enduring wrongs that would stir a fever in the blood of age, still the slave to a large extent of superstition fed by ignorance. Is it to be wondered at that some doubt was felt and expressed by the best friends of the Negro, when the call came for a draft upon the manpower of the nation, whether, in the face of the great wrongs heaped upon him, the persecutions he had passed through and was still enduring, he would be able to forgive and forget, could and would so rise above his sorrows as to reach to the height and the full duty of citizenship, would give to the stars and stripes the response that was due, on the part of many leaders among the Negroes, there was apprehension that the sense of fair play and fair dealing, which is so essentially un-American characteristic, when white men are involved, would not be meted out to the members of their race. How groundless such fears may be seen from the statistical record of the draft with relation to the Negro. His race furnished its quota uncomplainingly and cheerfully. History, indeed, will be unable to record the fullness and grandeur of his spirit in the war, for the reason that opportunities, especially for enlistment, as heretofore mentioned, were not open to him to the same extent as to the whites but enough can be gathered from the records to show that he was filled not only with patriotism, but of a brand, all things considered, than which there was no other like it, that the men of the Negro race were as ready to serve as the white is amply proved by the reports of local boards, a Pennsylvania board, remarking upon the eagerness of its Negro registrants to be inducted, illustrated it by the action of one registrant, who, upon learning that his employer had had him placed upon the emergency fleet list, quit his job, Another registrant who was believed by the board to be above draft age insisted that he was not, and in stating that he was not married, explained that he wanted only one war at a time. The following descriptions from Oklahoma and Arkansas boards are typical. The first serving to perpetuate one of the best epigrams of the war, we tried to treat the Negroes with exactly the same consideration shown the whites. We had the same speakers to address them. The Rotary Club presented them with small silk flags as they did the whites. The band turned out to escort them to the train, and the Negroes went to camp with as cheerful a spirit as did the whites. One of them when asked if they were going to France, replied, Monversero, I'm not going to France. I am going through France. In dealing with the Negroes, the Arkansas Board Report says, the Southern Boards gained a richness of experience that is without parallel. No other class of citizens was more loyal to the government or more ready to answer the country's call. The only blot upon their military record was the great number of delinquents among the more ignorant, but in the majority of cases this was traced to an ignorance of the regulations, or to the withholding of mail by the landlord, often himself an aristocratic slacker, in order to retain the man's labor. Many influences were brought to bear upon the Negro to cause him to evade his duty to the government. Some effort in certain sections of the country was made to induce them not to register, 
that the attempt to spread German propaganda among them was a miserable failure may be seen from the statement of the Chief of the Bureau of Investigation of the Department of Justice, made to the United States Senate Committee, the Negroes didn't take to these stories, however, as they were too loyal, money spent in the South for propaganda was thrown away, then too. These evil influences were more than offset by the various publicity and promotion of morale measures carried on through the office of the special assistant to the Secretary of War, the Han, Emmett J. Scott, and his assistants. Correspondence was kept up with influential Negroes all over the country. Letters, circulars and news items for the purpose of effecting and encouraging continued loyalty of Negro citizens were regularly issued to the various papers comprising both the white and Negro press. A special committee of 100 colored speakers was appointed to deliver public patriotic addresses all over the country, under the auspices of the Committee on Public Information, stating the war aims of the government and seeking to keep and broken the spirit of loyalty of Negro American citizens. A special conference of Negro editors was summoned to Washington in June, 1918 by the same committee in order to gather and disseminate the thought and public opinion of the various leaders of the Negro race. Such was only a part of the work of the Department of the Special Assistant to the Secretary of War in marshalling the manpower of the nation. Illustration, Negro troops of U.S. Army receiving holy baptism while in training for overseas duty at Norcross Rifle Range, Camp Cordon, G.A. It is only fair to quote the opinion and appreciation of this representative of the Negro race of the Selective Service Administration, especially as it affected the Negro and in reference to occasional complaints received. The extract is from a memorandum addressed to the office of the Provost Marshal General on September 12, 1918 and is copied from the report of that official to the Secretary of War. Throughout my tenure here I have keenly appreciated the prompt and cordial cooperation of the Provost Marshal General's office with that particular section of the office of the Secretary of War especially referred to herein. The Provost Marshal General's office has carefully investigated and has furnished full and complete reports in each and every complaint or case referred to it for attention, involving discrimination, race prejudice, erroneous classification of draftees, etc. and has rectified these complaints whenever it was found upon investigation that there was just ground for same, especially in the matter of applying and carrying out the Selective Service Regulations. The Provost Marshal General's office has kept a watchful eye upon certain local exemption boards which seem disinclined to treat the Negro draftees on the same basis as other Americans subject to the draft law. It is an actual fact that in a number of instances where flagrant violations had occurred in the application of the draft law to Negro men in certain sections of the country, local exemption boards have been removed bodily and new boards have been appointed to supplant them. In several instances these new boards so appointed have been ordered by the Provost Marshal General to reclassify colored men who had been unlawfully conscripted into the army or who had been wrongfully classified. As a result of this action hundreds of colored men have had their complaints remedied and have been properly reclassified. It is also valuable to note the opinion of this representative of his race as to the results of the Negroes' participation in the war. In a word, I believe the Negroes' participation in the war his eagerness to serve, and his great courage and demonstrated valor across the seas, have given him a new idea of Americanism and likewise have given to the white people of our country a new idea of his citizenship, his real character and capabilities, and his 100% Americanism. Incidentally the Negro has been helped in many ways physically and mentally and has been made into an even more satisfactory asset to the nation.
of the Negroes inducted into service. Nearly all were assigned to some department of the army or to special work in connection with the army. Of the few who were permitted to enlist, a very small percentage was permitted to enlist in the Navy. Of this small number only a few were allowed the regular training and opportunities of combatants, to the discredit of our nation, not as yet, grown to that moral vision and all-around greatness, not to be small. Chapter XII Roster of Negro Officers Commissioned at Fort Des Moines only exclusive Negro training camp mostly from civilian life names, rank and residence. Fort Des Moines, Iowa, was the only training camp established in the United States exclusively for Negro officers. A few were trained and commissioned at Camps Hancock, Pike and Taylor, and a few received commissions at officers training camps in France. But the War Department records do not specify which were white and which Negro. The Fort Des Moines camp lasted from June until October 1917. Following is the roster of Negro officers commissioned, with the exception of those specified as from the United States Army or the National Guard. All came from civilian life, Cleve L. Abbott, First Lieutenant, Watertown, S.T. Joseph L. Abernethy, First Lieutenant, Prairie View, Tex, Ewart G. Abner, Second Lieutenant, Conroe, Tex, Charles J. Adams, First Lieutenant, Selma, Ayla, Aurelius P. Albergot, First Lieutenant, San Francisco, California, Ira L. Aldridge, Second Lieutenant, New York, N.Y. Edward I. Alexander, First Lieutenant, Jacksonville, Flaw, Fritz W. Alexander, Second Lieutenant, Donaldsville, G.A., Lucian V. Alexis, First Lieutenant, Cambridge, Mass., John H. Allen, Captain, U.S. Army, Levi Alexander, Junior First Lieutenant, Ocala, Flaw, Clarence W. Allen, Second Lieutenant, Mobile, Ayla, Richard S. Allen, Second Lieutenant, Atlantic City, N.J. James W. Alston, First Lieutenant, Raleigh, N.C. Benjamin E. Ammons, First Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, Leon M. Anderson, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Levi Anderson, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Robert Anderson, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, David W. Anthony, Junior First Lieutenant, St. Louis, Mo, James C. Arnold, First Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Russell C. Atkins, Second Lieutenant, Winston-Salem, N.C. Henry O. Atwood, Captain, Washington, D.C. Charles H. Austin, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, George J. Austin, First Lieutenant, New York, N.Y. Herbert Avery, Captain, U.S. Army, Robert S. Banfield, Second Lieutenant, Wilmington, N.C. Julian C. Banks, Second Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, Charles H. Barber, Captain, U.S. Army, Walter B. Barnes, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, William I. Barnes, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Stephen B. Barrows, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Thomas J. Beatty, First Lieutenant, Oakland, Cal Wilfred Boziel, Second Lieutenant, Brooklyn, N.Y. James E. Beard, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, E. for Beatty, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, William H. Benson, First Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Albert P. Bentley, First Lieutenant, Memphis, 10, Benjamin Bettys, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Harrison W. Black, First Lieutenant, Lexington, Key, Charles J. Blackwood, First Lieutenant, Trinidad, Colo, William Blaney, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Isaiah S. Blocker, First Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., 
William D. Bailey, First Lieutenant, Leavenworth, Cairns, Henry H. Bogger, Second Lieutenant, Aurora, Hill, Albert L. Booker, First Lieutenant, Wimmer, Wash, Vargel Embout, Captain, Nashville, 10, Jiz, F. Booker, Captain, U.S. Army, William R. Boy, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Clyde R. Brandon, First Lieutenant, Fremont, Neb, Louis Broadus, Captain, U.S. Army, Deton J. Brooks, First Lieutenant, Chicago, Hill, William M. Brooks, Second Lieutenant, Des Moines, I.A., Carter and Brown, First Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Emmett Brown, First Lieutenant, St. Louis, Mo, George E. Brown, Second Lieutenant, New York City, N.Y. Oscar C. Brown, First Lieutenant, Edwards, Miss, Rosen T. Brown, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Samuel C. Brown, Second Lieutenant, Delaware, Ohio, William H. Brown, Junior First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Arthur A. Brown, First Lieutenant, Xenia, Ohio, Howard R. N. Brown, First Lieutenant, Kansas City, Kans, Sylvanus Brown, First Lieutenant, San Antonio, Tex, Charles C. Brun, First Lieutenant, Maslick, Key, William T. Burns, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, James A. Bryant, First Lieutenant, Indianapolis, Ind, William L. Bryson, Captain, U.S. Army, John E. Buford, Second Lieutenant, Langston, Oakwood, Thomas J. Bullock, Second Lieutenant, New York City, N.Y. John W. Bundrant, Second Lieutenant, Omaha, Neb, John P. Burgess, First Lieutenant, Mullins, S.C. Dace H. Burns, First Lieutenant, Chicago, Hill, William H. Burrell, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. John M. Burrell, Second Lieutenant, East Orange, N.J. Herman L. Butler, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Homer C. Butler, First Lieutenant, New York, N.Y. Felix Bogues, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Napoleon L. Bard, First Lieutenant, Madison, Wiss, John B. Cade, Second Lieutenant, Ellerton, G.A., Walter W. Call, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Charles W. Caldwell, Second Lieutenant, Orangeburg, S.C. Andrew B. Callahan, Second Lieutenant, Montgomery, Ayla, Alvin H. Cameron, First Lieutenant, Nashville, 10, Alonzo Campbell, Captain, U.S. Army, Lafayette Campbell, Second Lieutenant, Union, W.V.A., Robert L. Campbell, First Lieutenant, Greensboro, N.C. William B. Campbell, First Lieutenant, Austin, Tex, Guy W. Kennedy, First Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Lovelace B. Capehart, Junior Second Lieutenant, Raleigh, N.C. Adolphus F. Caps, Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pond. Curtis W. Carpenter, 2nd Lieutenant, Baltimore, M.D., Early Carson, Captain, U.S. Army, John O. Carter, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Wilson Carey, 2nd Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Robert W. Cheers, 2nd Lieutenant, Baltimore, M.D., David K. Cherry, Captain, Greensboro, N.C. Frank R. Chisholm, 1st Lieutenant, Brooklyn, N.Y. Robert P. Chubb, Captain, U.S. Army, Ewell W. Clark, 1st Lieutenant, Giddings, Tex, Frank C. Clark, 2nd Lieutenant, National Guard, Washington, D.C. William H. Clark, 1st Lieutenant, Birmingham, Ayla, William H. Clark, 1st Lieutenant, Helena, Ark, Roscoe Clayton, Captain, U.S. Army, Lane G. Cleves, 2nd Lieutenant, 
Memphis, 10. Joshua W. Clifford, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Sprigby Coates, Captain, U.S. Army, Frank Coleman, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. William Collier, 2nd Lieutenant, U.S. Army, William N. Colson, 2nd Lieutenant, Cambridge, Mass., Leonard O. Colston, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, John Z. Coltrane, 1st Lieutenant, Spokane, Wash, John Combs, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Barton W. Conrad, 1st Lieutenant, Cambridge, Mass., Lloyd F. Cook, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Charles C. Cooper, Captain, National Guard, District of Columbia, George P. Cooper, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Joseph H. Cooper, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Chesley E. Corbett, 1st Lieutenant, Bwoka, Oakland, Harry W. Cox, 1st Lieutenant, Sedalia, Mo, James W. Cranson, Captain, United States Army, Horace R. Crawford, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Judge Cross, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Clarence B. Curley, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Merrill H. Curtis, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Edward L. Dabney, 1st Lieutenant, Hampton, V.A., Joel Dabney, Captain, U.S. Army, Victor R. Daly, 1st Lieutenant, Corona, Long Island, N.Y. Eugene A. Dandridge, 1st Lieutenant, National Guard, District of Columbia, Eugene L.C. Davidson, 1st Lieutenant, Cambridge, Mass., Henry G. Davis, 1st Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Irby D. Davis, 1st Lieutenant, Sumter, S.C. William E. Davis, Captain, Washington, D.C. Charles C. Dawson, 1st Lieutenant, Chicago, Hill, William S. Dawson, 1st Lieutenant, Chicago, Hill, Aaron Day, Junior Captain, Prairie View, Tex, Milton T. Dean, Captain, U.S. Army, Francis M. Dent, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Thomas M. Dent, Junior 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. James B. Dixon, 2nd Lieutenant, Asheville, N.C. Spar H. Dickey, Captain, San Francisco, Cal Elder W. Diggs, 1st Lieutenant, Indianapolis, Ind, William H. Jenkins, 1st Lieutenant, Selma, Ayla, Beverly L. Dorsey, Captain, U.S. Army, Edward C. Dorsey, Captain, U.S. Army, Harry's N. Dorsey, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Seaborn Douglas, 2nd Lieutenant, Hartford, Con, Vest Douglas, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Frank L. Dry, 1st Lieutenant, Little Rock, Ark, Edward Duggar, 1st Lieutenant, Roxbury, Mass., Jackson E. Dunn, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Benjamin F. Dunning, 2nd Lieutenant, Norfolk, VA, Charles J. Eccles, Junior Captain, U.S. Army, Charles Octon, Captain, U.S. Army, Georgie Edwards, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Leonard Edwards, 2nd Lieutenant, Augustus, G.A., James L. Elliott, 2nd Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Charles J. Ellis, 2nd Lieutenant, Springfield, Hill, Harry C. Ellis, 1st Lieutenant, Patrick, I.A., Roscoe Ellis, Captain, U.S. Army, Leslie H. Engram, 2nd Lieutenant, Montezuma, G.A., Alexander E. Evans, 1st Lieutenant, Columbia, S.C., Will H. Evans, 2nd Lieutenant, Montgomery, Tex, Norwood C. Fairfax, 2nd Lieutenant, Eagle Rock, VA, John R. Fairley, 1st Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, Clifford L. Farrer, 
First Lieutenant, El Paso, Tex, Leonard J. Faulkner, First Lieutenant, Columbus, O. William H. Fearance, First Lieutenant, Texarkana, Tex, Charles H. Fearing, First Lieutenant, St. Louis, Mo, Robert W. Fearing, Second Lieutenant, Brooklyn, N.Y. Alonzo G. Ferguson, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Gurnaby Ferguson, Captain, Dunbar, W.V.A., Thomas A. Firms, Captain, U.S. Army, Dillard J. Furs, First Lieutenant, Cleveland, Octavius Fisher, First Lieutenant, Detroit, Mitch, James E. Flagger, Second Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, Benjamin F. Ford, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Edward W. Ford, Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pa, Frank L. Francis, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Henry O. Franklin, Second Lieutenant, San Francisco, Cal Ernest C. Frazier, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Arthur Freeman, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Sewell G. Freeman, Second Lieutenant, Aragon, G.A., Edward S. Galar, First Lieutenant, Indianapolis, Ind, Tacitu Z. Galar, Second Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, James H. L. Gaines, Second Lieutenant, Little Rock, Ark, Ellsworth Gimbley, First Lieutenant, Cincinnati, O'Lucian P. Garrett, Second Lieutenant, Louisville, Key, William L. G., First Lieutenant, Gallipolis, Ohio, Claiborne George, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Warmeef T. Gibbs, Second Lieutenant, Cambridge, Mass., Howard C. Gilbert, First Lieutenant, Columbus, Ohio, Walter A. Giles, First Lieutenant, St. Louis, Mo, R.T.H. Gillespie, Captain, U.S. Army William Gilloom, Captain, U.S. Army, Floyd Gilmer, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, William Glass, Captain, U.S. Army, Jesse J. Gleaton, Second Lieutenant, Little Rock, Ark, Leroy H. Godman, Captain, Columbus, Ohio, Edward L. Goodlett, Second Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Nathan O. Goodlow, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Frank M. Goodner, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Elijah H. Goodwin, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, James A. Gordon, First Lieutenant, St. Joseph, Mo, Herbert R. Gould, First Lieutenant, Datum, Mass., James E. Gould, First Lieutenant, Datum, Mass., Francis H. Cow, First Lieutenant, Charleston, W.V.A., William T. Grady, Second Lieutenant, Dudley, N.C. Jesse M. H. Graham, Second Lieutenant, Clarksville, 10, William H. Graham, Captain, U.S. Army, Towson S. Grasty, First Lieutenant, Pittsburgh, Pond, Thornton H. Gray, First Lieutenant, Fairmount Heights, M.D., Miles M. Green, Captain, U.S. Army, Thomas E. Green, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Walter Green, Captain, U.S. Army, Jesse J. Green, First Lieutenant, Georgetown, Key, Thomas M. Gregory, First Lieutenant, Newark, N.J. Jefferson E. Grigsby, Second Lieutenant, Chapel, S.C. Thomas Grundy, Captain, U.S. Army, William W. Green, Captain, U.S. Army, George P. Greenlee, First Lieutenant, Marion, N.C. Nello B. Greenlee, Second Lieutenant, New York, N.Y. Herbert H. Guppy, Second Lieutenant, Boston, Mass., George C. Hall, Captain, U.S. Army, Leonidas H. Hall, Junior Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pond, George W. Hamilton, Junior First Lieutenant, 
Topeka, Kansas, Rodney D. Hardway, 2nd Lieutenant, Houston, Tex, Clarence W. Harding, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Clifton S. Hardy, 2nd Lieutenant, Champaign, Hill, Clay Harper, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Ted O. Harper, 2nd Lieutenant, Columbus, Ohio, Tillman H. Harpole, 1st Lieutenant, Kansas City, Mo, Brivet W. Harris, Jr. 1st Lieutenant, Warrenton, N.C. Edward H. Harris, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Eugene Harris, Captain, U.S. Army, William Harris, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Lord M.C.D., Hart, Captain, U.S. Army, Albert L. Hatchet, 1st Lieutenant, San Antonio, Tex, Lawrence Hawkins, 2nd Lieutenant, Boy, M.D., Charles M. Hayes, 2nd Lieutenant, Hopkinsville, Key, Miriam C. Hayson, 1st Lieutenant, Kenilworth, D.C. Alonzo Heard, Captain, U.S. Army, Almanda Henderson, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Douglas J. Henderson, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Robert M. Hendrick, 1st Lieutenant, Tallahassee, Flaw, Thomas J. Henry, Jr. 1st Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Vaudrey Henry, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Jesse S. Heslip, 1st Lieutenant, Toledo, Ohio, Lee J. Hicks, Captain, Ottawa, Kans, Victor Lanier Hicks, 2nd Lieutenant, Columbia, Mo, Arthur K. Hill, 1st Lieutenant, Lawrence, Kans, Daniel G. Hill, Jr. 2nd Lieutenant, Cantonsville, M.D., Walter Hill, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, William Hill, Captain, U.S. Army, Clarence O. Hilton, 1st Lieutenant, Farmville, V.A., Lowell B. Hodges, 1st Lieutenant, Houston, Tex, Horatio B. Holder, 1st Lieutenant, Cairo, G.A., George A. Holland, Captain, U.S. Army, James G. Hollingsworth, Captain, U.S. Army, George C. Hollowman, 2nd Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Wayne L. Hopkins, 2nd Lieutenant, Columbus, Ohio, James L. Horace, Second Lieutenant, Little Rock, Ark, Reuben Homer, Captain, U.S. Army, Charles S. Huff, Second Lieutenant, Jamestown, Ohio, Charles H. Houston, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Henry C. Houston, Captain, U.S. Army, Cecil A. Howard, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Clarence K. Howard, Second Lieutenant, Montgomery, Ayla, Charles P. Howard, First Lieutenant, Des Moines, I.A. Arthur Hubbard, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Jerome L. Hubert, 1st Lieutenant, Houston, Tex, William H. Hubert, 2nd Lieutenant, Mayfield, G.A., Jefferson E. Hudgens, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Samuel M. Huffman, 1st Lieutenant, Columbus, Ohio, Samuel A. Hall, 1st Lieutenant, Jacksonville, Flaw, John R. Hunt, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Bush A. Hunter, 2nd Lieutenant, Lexington, Key, Benjamin H. Hunton, 1st Lieutenant, Newport News, VA, Frederick A. Hurt, 1st Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Walter L. Hutcherson, 1st Lieutenant, Amherst, VA, Samuel B. Hutchinson, Jr. 2nd Lieutenant, Boston, Mass, James E. Ivey, 2nd Lieutenant, Atlanta, G.A., Beecher A. Jackson, 1st Lieutenant, Texarkana, Tex. George W. Jackson, 1st Lieutenant, Ardmore, Mo, Joseph T. Jackson, 1st Lieutenant, Charleston, W.V.A., Landon Jackson, 
First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Matthew Jackson, Captain, U.S. Army, Maisie A. Jackson, Second Lieutenant, Marion, T. Joyce G. Jacobs, Second Lieutenant, Chicago, Hill, Wesley H. Jameson, Second Lieutenant, Topeka, Kans, Charles Jefferson, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Benjamin R. Johnson, First Lieutenant, New York, N.Y. Campbell C. Johnson, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Ernest C. Johnson, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Everett W. Johnson, First Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pon, Hanson Johnson, Captain, U.S. Army, Hillary W. Johnson, Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pon, Joseph L. Johnson, Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pon, Marlowe Johnson, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Robert E. Johnson, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Thomas Johnson, Captain, U.S. Army, Virginia's D. Johnson, First Lieutenant, Richmond, V.A., William N. Johnson, Second Lieutenant, Omaha, Neb, William T. Johnson, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Willie Johnson, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Charles A. Jones, Second Lieutenant, San Antonio, Tex, Clifford W. Jones, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, D. Jones, Captain, U.S. Army, Edward D. Jones, Second Lieutenant, Hartford, Con, James W. Jones, Captain, Washington, D.C. James O. Jones, Second Lieutenant, Paulding, Ohio, Paul W. Jones, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Percy L. Jones, Second Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Vivian L. Jones, Second Lieutenant, Des Moines, I.A., Warren F. Jones, Captain, U.S. Army, William Jones, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Charles J. Kelly, Captain, Tuskegee, Ayla, Elliot H. Kelly, First Lieutenant, Camden, S.C. John B. Kemp, Captain, U.S. Army, John M. Kenny, Captain, U.S. Army, Will Kearns, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Ottawa Kern, First Lieutenant, Hampton, V.A., Orestes J. Kincaid, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Jesse L. Kimbroff, First Lieutenant, Los Angeles, Cal Moses King, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Lawrence C. Knight, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Edward C. Knox, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, John W. Knox, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. E.B. Cogger, First Lieutenant, Reedsville, N.C. Linwood G. Cogger, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Charles E. Lane, Junior First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. David A. Lane, Junior First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Frank L. Lane, Second Lieutenant, Houston, Tex, Benton R. Latmer, First Lieutenant, Warrenton, G.A., Ernest W. Latson, First Lieutenant, Jacksonville, Flaw, Lee J.I. Lancaster, First Lieutenant, Hampton, V.A., Oscar G. Lawless, First Lieutenant, New Orleans, Lowe, Samuel Lawson, Second Lieutenant, Philadelphia, Pon, Wilfred W. Lawson, First Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. Joe, Lee, Second Lieutenant, Washington, D.C. George W. Lee, Second Lieutenant, Memphis, 10, Lawrence A. Lee, Second Lieutenant, Hampton, V.A., John E. Leonard, First Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Garrett M. Lewis, First Lieutenant, San Antonio, Tex, Henry O. Lewis, First Lieutenant, Boston, Mass, Everett P. Liggins, Second Lieutenant, Austin, Tex, Victor C. Lightfoot, Second Lieutenant, South Pittsburgh, 
10. John Q. Lindsay, 1st Lieutenant, U.S. Army, Red Nell Linton, 2nd Lieutenant, Boston, G.